0: I'm really impressed
1: that you hear that because it's never been a thing you could hear before. I know. Okay, so. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast featuring Matt Pat. Uh, yeah, I haven't put anything out in almost, what, like two weeks? Like roughly two weeks? Because uh, I got to be honest, this whole coronavirus quarantine thing has kind of made all of the days meld together into one really long holiday weekend that everyone's kind of like scratching their head at what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> um, with me... As seemingly always, is uh, the luscious, lovely, and completely snowed under, and an unrequested online nursing program. Uh, Olivia Hickey, welcome, Olivia. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for um, crashing at my house. I'm
0: really glad every I night. could make it. Yeah, you am really
1: glad you could make it.
0: So, I'm not here a lot, so. So
1: um, this podcast is actually gonna um, kill two stones with one bird. Yeah. Yeah, think about that. I'm that impressive. Um, Killed. Don't actually think about it, sweetheart. But uh, I mean, you said it wrong. I did it on purpose. Oh,
0: okay. Like,
1: <laughs> like, I once actually slammed a revolving door.
0: You can't do that. <laughs> Fuck you.
1: Anyway, okay. So, um, this this podcast is also going going to. Oh, my mom. My mom's going to hear this because, by the way, hi Carol. Hey, she's Carol. my top. She's my top fan. Which um, is like the lamest and sweetest thing ever. But uh, this actually is going to be not only episode three, but it's also going to be uh, actually an English assignment. Um, my teacher is fantastic. One of my, I've always been really lucky with fantastic English teachers um, throughout high school and then whatever college or whatever. But um, it's kind of you know a time capsule. It's a lot about research and using archives and everything like that right now, but we can't really as much as we would like to. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, The assignment's kind of to have something that people in the future can look back on and use as a source for, you know, what this life was like exactly right now. Um, So you have some questions. I do. That I'm going to answer. Uh, So if you will take it away from us, Olivia, I would love to hear what you have to say that I wrote
0: for you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Patrick. Um, so I've heard a lot. Um,
1: please address me as at Pat. Well, oh, during, so during recording hours, I'm so sorry, <laughs> at Pat.
0: <laughs> this is Joe Rogan's studio. <laughs>
1: uh, it's not nearly rich enough,
0: Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a husky. Um, okay, so what's the whole story on everything that's like on Facebook and like on the news and stuff about the Navy aircraft carrier scandal, something?
1: Well, thank you for you. You'd be a really good news anchor. Thank you. Yeah, because you you actually made that sound kind of like you, like you were thinking about yourself.
0: Yeah. I'm okay, yeah, I'm that. gonna be honest. I just messed up my headphones. What do you mean? Like I I think I accidentally whacked this one. Now I can't hear from this one. I can only hear from this one. The
1: plugs at the bottom of your mic. So just go ahead and you might have unplugged it a little bit. Which plug? Yeah, well, they're the, the the one that looks like a headphone plug.
0: Hello. Oh, that's way better. Yeah, yep. yeah okay. It. I'm so up. sorry. I, that
1: sounded so bitchy when I said that, like the one that looks like a headphone plug. But like, if you see this microphone, you'd be like, "Yeah, I mean, like, well, there's no other way really to describe it." From this excuse angle.
0: me, can you answer my question now? The, yes, I can. The listeners want to know.
1: I know they do. Also, my teacher's probably pissed. So, um, what's happening right now is the USS Theodore Roosevelt. Um, in, in people don't think about this thing. I've actually been on ships for extended periods of time. Um, the the whole the whole scandal is is the crew is sick as shit they like coronavirus is like it's it's bad in a city imagine a floating city where you can't there's no way to get away from it like you have to go to the same places to get food it's it's really it's truly a, a dangerous place for like a an outbreak of any kind and we've had it ourselves we've had um one guy gets sick and then all of a sudden your whole platoon's down then the company's down and then the ship's crew is getting sick. But essentially, the story goes, and um, I have some sources that I'll reference throughout this. I won't say any names. Um, and also, I can't really give too much detail in certain things because they're still active duty or they're re- retired or whatever. They don't want to get in trouble. They don't have a problem. <laughs> they want no smoke, is what they told me. But um, So... They were at a port call somewhere in Vietnam um, in that region, which port call is just uh, they've docked the ship to take on supplies. And it's a chance for the crew to kind of get out and um, do some training or they'll have, you know, they'll just go on liberty Uh, because you need to do that or people just lose their minds. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were at liberty. People came back. They were sick, didn't really think anything of it, Uh, you know, because the aircraft carriers are like cities. So they have so many people. But um, long story short, it got bad enough to the point where they pulled into Guam and they their, their crew is so bad that they were the, the captain of the ship. Now, the captain of a Navy ship, when they're at sea, has a shocking amount of authority. Like, they are essentially judge-jury mm-hmm. for anything out there. They just report to the admirals, whoever the fuck, the politicians, but, like, it's their ship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So... He's been apparently requesting help. I don't have the letter in front of me. I really don't want to read it and get too specific at this exact moment. I'll attach um, links to the official statements from everybody. Um, and again, this is my opinion, and this is anyth- I can't speak for the Navy anymore. <laughs> but the crew got really sick. He sent a letter, and somewhere along the line, that letter got leaked. Now, who knows who leaked it? where it came from there's definitely investigations probably going on but we probably will never know on the outside um but the letter he sent out to the secretary of the navy was very you you know like he stood up for his crew against the admiralty which you know it's that's saying something because there's some there's some officers that i've had that have been phenomenal. They've been in the trenches with us. They 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 don't think they're better than us and everything like that. And unfortunately, there's been some who I wouldn't follow into water, much less combat. And he really stuck his neck out for his crew because he knew very well he could get fired for that. And uh, the big controversy is they did fire him. They, they, they shit-canned him within the day, I believe, or at least the next day because he's in a different time zone or whatever the hell it is.
0: And that's pretty uncommon or—
1: uh, so, I have actually w- <laughs> witnessed, I really hope my friend, uh.
0: That stinks. I'm so sorry. No, no, no,
1: it's cool because you know what, we're not professionals, so who cares. <laughs> I'm just glad the dog's quiet. Um, I've ha- I have friends that, um, were there with me who like to tell stories about my reaction to this, but, um. I was on something called Baltops. It was this Baltic operations um, thing. We would go to, like, the Arctic and all this stuff and do training. It was really fun. Got to go to Germany, Poland, Iceland, Sweden. Um, Iceland's amazing. But on our way back, the ship's captain had run the ship aground once, which means – and we he uh, – I think we like, bounced the ship off the dock or something <laughs> like that, which, like, it's a fucking – it's a big ship, yeah. you know? <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's not exactly a small problem. Um. And there's other issues and stuff like that, but we, you know, we, the sad part is, is when you're with the Marines and you're on a Navy ship, you're cargo, like mm-hmm. you, you, then no one tells you anything. You just happen to be there. So, uh, you know, it's smoke, smoke pit, which is essentially the only smoking area in the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, that's where everybody goes and you hear gossip through there and everything like that. And like the galley, but like, you yeah, know, the, the, the scuttlebutt parentheses rumors, where that it had been coming for a while, but they actually relieved him, and we knew it was must have been bad because they were taking us down the coast to North Carolina to like legit drop us off right outside Camp Lejeune, and they went past Norfolk, Virginia, and sent him off on a little rigid boat before like they couldn't even wait to fire him to get back and like dock the ship Mm. they like (laughs) drove past kicked him off and then drove to drop us off oh my god like which is like that's bad but i mean it does happen because the fact of the matter is in the military and that's just not on a ship but it's in general if one of your people like screws up or something like that like really bad like unless you really had no control over it or there's any reason to blame you for it, they will, and you'll get fired too. Yeah, which is, you know, it's 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 tough. Uh,
0: well, and I mean, I'm sure that contamination is such a big concern on those ships. I mean, like, what's it, what's it like on those sh- like life on the ships?
1: Uh, so the the amount of like it's not glamorous. I haven't been on an air. So so the thing is, is the Theodore Roosevelt is an aircraft carrier. So when they say like an aircraft carrier is like a city on the ocean, it really is. There's there's so many people. I have friends on there that say they haven't even met some people that and they've been on the ship for like two years.
0: That's wild.
1: Yeah, um, I was on smaller versions of that, I guess you could say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it's not great. Uh, you you we only had one galley for the enlisted, um, so that's the only place you could go to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know you're waiting in line for food, and everyone's touching everything because they're bored. Because mm-hmm. there's no Wi-Fi, there's no like phone service. So like, what do you do? Like, I can't tell you how many times I had to like be like, "Guys, stop turning knobs. You don't know what they do." Because they'd be in the hallway just like oh God, cranking yeah. like levers and everything. Yeah, I mean, because you're just so bored. Mm-hmm. But, and you're
0: standing there like waiting. Yeah,
1: you're sitting because you're in line for like three hours uh-huh. from, for like a ham a breaded hamster ball. Is wow. essentially what they call yeah. the chicken cordon bleu. <laughs> but um. So it's not great because, like, the racks or what you sleep in, the beds, they stack them three high. And depending on the area you're sleeping in on the ship, um, they can be really close to the point where one person can stand long ways in the aisle between their two rows. Like, it gets very compressed and compact in there. So when one person gets sick, even, like, one person doesn't, like, wash their hands enough. Or like, you know, doesn't wear shower shoes in the shower. Like, dude, the stuff gets like people are nasty in general. We've all learned that kind of in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Or, but I've known that because I've yeah. seen some really <laughs> nasty stuff. Um, so but it's just
0: even more of a problem. Yeah,
1: like, I mean, it's
0: in that kind of environment. Where do you go? Yeah.
1: Where like there's there's nowhere you can go and stay. You can escape. Yeah, you're stuck there because you also have a job you're supposed to be doing. Uh-huh. So. For example, if I'm I was I was a corpsman. If I was in medical, well, where do you think those sick people are going? They're coming to me. I'm gonna get it. Yeah, that's one of those healthcare things you just gotta deal with. If there's a virus or something and you're, you're treating kidding. people, you're gonna get it at some point, no matter how careful you are. But it's it's not easy for those people. And like honestly, I'm, and this will probably never reach any of them, but like. My hat's off to that crew and to everybody out there right now who's dealing, like, in healthcare and stuff. Yeah. Like, in a heartbeat, I would be out there. But, frankly, no one really, like, it's kind of, no one really knows what to do to, like, get into stuff. There's a lot of Facebook groups. But um, back to the ship thing. Unfortunately, I think, so I think the plan is what they're doing is they're sending people out off the ship. Because they're stuck in Guam. They, they don't have enough people to, like, really do anything. And so... They're trying to deal with it that way. But um, the the big controversy actually got even bigger because the acting, it's very important to say acting, Secretary of the Navy, I don't even know his name because he looks like a tool. <laughs> I can say that now. It's amazing. Uh, he's an idiot. No, but um, he actually went out to the ship apparently and made an announcement over the 1MC. So the 1MC is like, uh, for anybody who's never been there, um, you know, like grade school, high school, junior high, they had like the intercom system mm-hmm. throughout the whole school. They can make announcements. It's literally that, but it's through a whole ship. Mm-hmm. So they just call it the 1MC. Um, he went out there and he made a speech uh, saying, you know, oh, we're here for you. And like, we haven't forgotten. And these things were already in the process of happening and blah, 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 blah. But he also called the commi- the, the CEO that he fired like dumb and naive during his speech, he's, like, dumb and naive to think that it wasn't going to go viral and it wasn't going to cause an issue. And, you know, I might be out, but I was in those in the Black Chevron Mafia for enough time to know that people talk. And I'm still in some of those Facebook groups, and people are fucking pissed at, at that. Like, not only did he fire the guy who stuck his neck out for his crew, but then he went to his ship and called and, him an idiot yeah. in front of his entire crew who there's there's when in
0: all reality he was only trying to like
1: he was he was sticking his neck out for everybody for
0: everybody yeah
1: I mean did he, here's the thing so looking at this from the other side of the spectrum because uh, what people don't know about the military even especially in like a moment of crisis like this it's very important that you know this kind of stuff when you hear these stories they are instruction like driven entities There is an instruction for literally almost everything I could explain about the military. That you can go pull it up and read the guidelines of what you are and are not allowed to do. And if you violate that, they got you. Because Mm -hmm. it's an official, stamped, notarized (laughs) Navy, like, discussion.
0: Yeah.
1: Or discussion. Instruction. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's the thing that people in the military like to do. Especially at the hospital. You ask them a question. that They, like, mess up. And they're like, well, per instruction." Like, that phrase, per instruction, has made me want to deck so many fucking people. <laughs> but, um, you know, the the fact of the matter is is that there's some things you don't do. You don't try and get the Chinese government to admit they did something wrong, and you don't try and get the Navy to—you don't make the Navy look bad on the news. Because they're going to make—they're they're, going to get theirs. They're going to get revenge in some weird way. And it's not like they mean to. It's just how it is. It's the way that the system works. So— did he know that he was going to cause this much of a stir probably like he um but there's also a thing that every leader will tell you in the military at some level at some point be like you know if the people aren't listening to you above you talk to the people that are in charge of them because they're they're bad leaders and they are not taking they are not taking care of you yeah and so there's other people who will mm-hmm. because if you're a ma- middle middle level manager and the boss head honcho company owner is hearing that his employees are suffering and the manager's not doing shit about it, you're going to probably make something happen for them because you want to keep those employees. You want to make sure your business is working. So that's a big problem. Hmm. Um, And it's kind of, you have to look at it from both sides. The Navy is perpetually in a frigging game of chess with the global game of Geopolitical military might, the aircraft carriers. When whenever like 9/11 happened, one of the first questions the presidents asked, I guarantee it, where's the nearest aircraft carrier? Because they want to know that they because an aircraft carrier alone could launch an invasion, or like in uh, like the carrier group yeah. could could in theory invade a country within an hour's notice. That's the theory. No one's done it yet, thank <laughs> God, but it's the theory. So. To lose one of those assets and then publicly state that they're not strong enough to even leave the dock, much less go fight. You know, know—we're the, the U.S. is kind of in a big conflict in the South China Sea with China. And the carriers, just like they were in World War II in the Pacific, they're vital. Like, when the carriers are around, everyone tightens their belts up. They don't want to piss them off. And you just publicly told everybody... That you are two, the one of the most famous crit carriers we have right now, the TR, they're combat ineffective. That's like saying, uh, you know, all the all the might that the Marine Corps and the history and the ethos and like the fear that that name, the Marines, have landed, like that you get in some of those countries that they fought,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just like the respect everyone. Oh, you're a Marine. Like if you're in the Army, everyone goes, Oh, you're in the Army. If you were, yeah, he was, yeah, he's a Marine. He was an infantryman. Everyone's like, Oh shit, he's probably like fucking hardcore. Like. If you say, oh, yeah, we're getting rid of them. We don't need them anymore. The army's coming. Like, somebody's going to be like, "Ah, oh, well, you know, whatever, you know. <laughs>
0: it's like, because
1: you've earned that prestige. You've earned that respect, and your capabilities have been proven, so they know what you're capable of. And the problem is, is when you put that out there, and it, was, it's a, it was a gambit. It really was. Like, he, he cared more about his crew than he did about his mission, and to somebody who could potentially have been a member of that crew, that means the fucking world to me. And I know it means the world to his crew because when he was relieved and he actually left the ship, there's a video, and I damn near think everybody who could stand came and clapped and saw him off. Mm -hmm. Which, when the guy got relieved from our ship, we were all on the smoke deck and everyone was pointing and laughing and waving like deuces. (laughs) I just yelled, bye, Felicia. Oh my god. Um, I really hope Mark hears that because it's like his favorite story to tell about me. Um, because I, I, I pissed off a lot of people when I did that, but anyway, um, it goes to show, but I mean, where do I stand on the whole thing? I don't because I don't have a horse in this race. Realistically. I think that it was the right thing for the leader to do. And, um, I think it was definitely, not a very well calculated out move from the politicians in like the white house and the Pentagon. Actually I think it's the Pentagon technically that runs that. So I won't say white house, but um, they, I, it wasn't a great move on their behalf to fire the guy, especially, you know, you got, you got to think about this. You have people's kids out there. They're watching everything that's happening on any kind of media platform. They get alerts when the ship's mentioned, they're talking to their kids at some points, you know, So they know what's going on, and then this guy sticks his neck out against his higher-ups, and they Mm -hmm. fire him. Of course they're going to be, like, you know, maternal. He's protecting my son or daughter or, you know, whatever. So, like, I just like how I just glassed over every other LGBTQ, like, thing, but saying, or whatever. That's probably not great. Anyway, (laughs) that's why we have the ability to edit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you should probably edit that out. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say poop okay because i said it that way i can that's why i know to it. so anyway um it's because there's like little wave things so when it comes to the the whole firing thing the second nav they fucked it up and they really and there's no excuse for what he did he went out there and he called him naive and stupid because you don't ever do that and the secretary of the navy doesn't necessarily have to have been in the navy isn't that weird I don't think it's a requirement. I don't know. I've I've met uh, the old secretary of the Navy, and he was kind of a jerk. Like he sat down at our thing for a for a fo- like where we ate for like a photo op, and like all of us were like sitting there just like sideways glancing at him, like who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> like? Like there's only so many seats at this table, jerk. The rest of us are going to wait. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but and he didn't do anything. It was just for a photo op. But, um. At the end of the day, the the health of the crew, like, peop, they're, you got to think, the people in the Navy, a lot of the, there's a lot of young blood on those ships. And then there's some older, like, chiefs and officers, especially, like, captains they are, like, you're roughly in their 40s or 50, like, around 50s, maybe, they'll cap out. They're going to be fine, eventually. If they're taken care of, as if the trends, you know, because I'm not, I don't believe in this reporting system that's going on right now. So I don't really know, like, the fatality level of it, truthfully. But uh, I've been really sick. I've seen people really sick and they bounce back because they're hard. Like there's a mentality that this ain't going to be the thing that takes me out. And there's something to be said about the human spirit when it comes to fighting a disease. Because if you've already essentially decided you're done, you're not going to fight as hard. Your your body's going to kind of follow suit and give up. I believe that at least. But, um, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough spot. But ultimately, I I think the guy did the right thing. I really, I truly think the captain of the ship did the right thing, uh, and the whole thing should not have really been public info. Yeah, there's a phrase: "Loose lips sink ships" for mm-hmm. a reason. You don't ever want to tell your combat capacity to your your enemies that you don't want them to know, or they already know, but you don't want to confirm it. You know, it's a tough spot that the guy was truly in, but uh one of the things in the the secretary of the navy's speech he said something along the lines of like how how could he have been so naive to think that we wouldn't have had to do what we did to him or like we wouldn't be doing something for this crew or whatever the fact is is when you're out there and you're on the ground you don't know you don't get the news you don't get facebook updates you don't get twitter there's none of that shit you're out there and you don't know what's going on and the only word you get is the word that the people above you are willing to tell you mm-hmm. and being the low man on the total well, trust me it always feels like they got a fucking secret it always feels like they know a lot more than they're willing to tell you yeah especially when you're a crew you don't fucking how many times i got on a helicopter and i was like where are we going and everyone looked at me like <laughs> you, do you seriously think they're gonna tell us yeah like what or they tell you like 5 minutes before you're about to get on the helo but it's so f- loud.
0: Yeah, then you're like okay. I just censored
1: myself. <laughs> it's so fucking <laughs> loud that you can't hear it. So I'm just like, "Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, cool, Sand got it." Like it's, it doesn't matter. Um ultimately, let's let's just uh let's give a good old shout out to that crew. Um I have friends on that ship. Um you know they're doing the best that they can. They're bouncing back the best they can and they're going to be out there doing whatever they can. Um but the realities of the situation they're living in it's it's not unforeseeable that this kind of thing will always be a problem for for the navy in general. It's just you got a lot of people, every bit of space is utilized. So there's no there's no like oh we'll just put them in this little overflow area or this big room. There's no room.
0: Yeah. So you can't isolate.
1: It's just going to, I mean, they'll just, de- basically, they'll designate an entire birthing as the sick people birthing. Mm-hmm. And whoever's not sick that lives there, get the phone. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then you're going to be back there eventually. But, um, you know, like, it's it's not very much different than a mass casualty for, like, a triage. And the beauty of the Navy is they learn from their mistakes when it comes to major lessons mm-hmm. so the uss forestall was a ship in the vietnam actually john mccain landed on the ship you could see him jumping out of his plane well because it was on fire they were loading a bunch of ordnance and they kind of set the ship on fire so the navy like overhauled everything and now everyone in the navy knows how to fight a fire on a ship like you have to do it in boot camp so i can do oh, it yeah. yeah and you have to get qualified so hopefully you know this is something that turns into a big wake-up call for how they're going to handle situations like this because I've been on ships where people have been sick and they're just kind of holding out till everybody gets over it. There's no real plan, I f- I, at least at my level, that I ever really saw. They run mass casualty drills constantly. They have literally like checkpoints on the ship for like spread out. So you can bring casualties there and everything's there you would ever need to treat them. Because sometimes medical you can't get to if there's a fire or something, whatever the hell. So I don't know what they're going to do. I do actually foresee this being something that drastically changes um, how, how the global chess game of how they do these things. And also Definitely. on the policy, um, to all the junior enlisted warriors out there, the Black Chevron Mafia, as we like to call them. By the way, that's a reference to the the rank insignias. They're black. Um they're calm chevron so that's black chevron mafia it's a little joke james davis if you ever hear this that's definitely for you but um <laughs> he's the first person who ever told me that joke um but honestly if you're out there you're downrange wherever you are um like take care of your junior people like if we can learn anything from a lesson from this guy who got fired you know because that sad part is, is this is his career yeah and now his career potentially could be over um
0: and there's a whole pandemic going on. <laughs> yeah, which
1: doesn't make it any easier. But take care of your people out there. If you're a if you're a manager at a company, if you're the leader of your group of friends, if you're a teacher, if you're a politician, you know what the hell you are. Dude, check on your people, man. Because at the end of the day, you will not accomplish a damn thing without the respect and admiration of the people below you. Mm-hmm. They, w- they were always the ones who are going to go out of their way. They're going to fight harder than they ever would. They're going to be smarter and more prepared and more driven if you show them that you give a shit. And I have had many people, who have been very lucky, that have taken care of me. And i if that's a lesson I can impart to anybody who listens to this... It doesn't matter if you're the freaking manager at a Taco Bell, which, by the way, I'm not even like saying that's like a low priority right now because Because Taco Bell we love Taco Bell. (laughs) But if you've got team members, you know, checking on them, not even in in the pandemic, this is something that human beings we need to start really doing more because you have to be productive. You have to like as a as a company. We're in a capitalist society. You gotta you gotta make a profit. But if your people aren't happy, you're gonna lose them, and so. If I had to pick an uh, an end of the spectrum on this and which side I support, I definitely support the captain um, that got relieved. Uh, Hopefully he bounces back from that in his career. Uh, I've seen weirder things happen. Um, I hope everyone out there is taking care of each other. Um, I promise that we'll start doing a little bit more of these podcasts. Frankly, uh, a lot of the guests that I had queued up, ready to go. Um, it just does not seem like a really smart idea to have people coming in um, or me going to them or halfway, whatever it is. Um, Social distancing. Yeah, social distancing, which also another thing, you can't do that on a ship.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: you can't. And uh, with masks and everything too, you know. Um,
0: No, everyone's still touching everything and breathing. (laughs) Yeah. Also,
1: a side note to everybody, like this is completely off topic. I was being very genuine there, but now I'm a little pissed. If I see you like in a, store wearing gloves I reserve my right as Ameri- a tax paying American to slap the dog shit out of you. Why? Because you're not protecting necessarily yourself. You're just spreading whatever is on that surface everywhere. Mm, wash your hands. Just like just, just go to the store, buy your shit, come home wash your hands. Boom. Like, as soon as you get in the door, hands washed you're good. But don't like because people are wasting. I wore
0: gloves to the store the other day. Hate what? on me.
1: Well, I didn't know all that, so I'll edit that out. No, but <laughs> no, it's like, don't get hectic, don't get crazy.
0: I mean, yeah, you kind of should, because you should kind of freak out a little bit and just, like, keep yourself safe, but...
1: <laughs> I'm not saying to not be smart. What's the saying from the movie Men in Black, which genuinely, this day, has stood up more than anything? I don't know, because I've never seen it. Yeah, a person is smart. People are dumb. Mm-hmm. So... If you if you're in a situation or you're working and it's required, or you think you need you should, or you honestly probably just do it. Wear a face mask when you go out. Wash your hands regularly. If you have to cough or sneeze, just because of allergies or whatever the hell, do it in your do in your arm, like or just like in your shirt, whatever. Just don't like be gross, but don't also go to the store dressed as Darth Vader and think that's going to do anything for you, because the you're just going to get turned it into a meme. But um. Anyway, uh, along with that, also, we can talk about very briefly, you know, being, s- what's school shit? Like, what, what's what's happening with us now? Um, So, I really feel for you right now because, like, I, I'm in nursing, but I haven't officially started. start next semester. You know, you guys are, you guys got de- dealt a really tough card this time because your hands-on practicals and clinicals and everything, they're all being kind of kaboshed right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, this podcast and a lot of the podcasts we have been intending to do have actually fallen apart because, you know, you have three papers you, you got dropped on you and I have X, Y, and Z. It's like, I respect in respect to the teachers, which it kind of like goes back to like, let's be honest. It goes back to like the secretary of the Navy and the commanding officer thing. It's like the degree requirements state that you need X, Y, and Z to get done. So you have to do it. But the teachers are like, it's just so impractical. So they're just doing the best they can with what they have. And they don't want to make it seem like they just want to pass everybody and get it over with and just clear it. You know, like clear the queue and just be like, yeah, 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 everybody. Yeah, y'all did great. Y'all did great. You know, here's your here's your here's your credits. But at the same time, it's really tough.
0: Yeah, it's- no, I mean, there's no no accommodations for nursing students at all. Like. Um, I, and I get it, obviously, because you need a certain percentage in nursing school, you know, for failing. You know, and, and it makes sense because you don't want someone taking care of you who's gotten all Fs or Ds or whatever. But, I mean, the passing grade for nursing school is 77%. And our university, along with a lot of other universities, um, implemented this pass-fail policy. So you can pass-fail as many classes as you want this semester up until like the last day of the semester. Usually you can only do one per semester um, and you you have to decide that by like the second week of the new semester. Um, But they said there was going to be specific major um, accommodations for like different majors and different colleges. But they just sent out an email and said they're not doing anything for the nursing students and... Pretty bothersome. (laughs) Uh, You know, like, okay, maybe put it down to like a 75% at least, or get rid of one of our tests. Maybe don't have one of our tests be worth so much. You know, it's it's super hard to do all this stuff online. Um, This is the hardest semester of nursing school and the most important uh, semester of nursing school because this was the first time we were put in a hospital setting and the first time we got to use the mannequins and stuff in the sim lab. Um, this is where we're learning the real meat of nursing and it totally sucks that we have to be online for it and taking tests is impossible when you can't go back like you can't I'm a person when I take a test this is how I always succeed taking a test I go through all the questions and answer the ones I know immediately and
1: sorry I'm just writing this down because I'm terrible at taking tests I'm so I can learn <laughs> something really quickly so it's just, I don't even have paper I'm writing on the straight paper ta- table right now yeah, okay. I own it whatever <laughs> um
0: you know, I take a test, I go through, I answer the ones I know. And while I'm doing that, when I'm reading a question, you know, I cross off the answers that I know aren't right. When I'm taking a test online like this, I can't do that. And I can't go back to answer questions that I've needed more time to think on. Um, You just have to, you have one shot. Like, I don't know, it's just not very accommodating for the different learning styles that there are. And like, boohoo me, whatever, I know. But it totally sucks.
1: I honestly thought it was, like, going to be totally kind of great. Sucks. Because it's like, oh, I have Google. Like, who gives a shit, you know? But, like, at the same time, it just don't – It's there's not as much equity into learning. And also, I just want to point out um, to any of my Corman buddies who are listening, when, when she's like – because you got to think about it. Nursing right now, like, they, there's – obviously, they need nurses. They always are going to need nurses. They're always going to need doctors. There's always a demand for it, right? So it's like, yeah, we really need you and everything, like, desperately, but at the same time, we're gonna—I mm, don't want to say fuck you over, but—and mm, there's all the corman and the history of being like a corman. Mm-hmm. They're all standing there with a noose around their neck, like first time. <laughs> it's, it's literally how it always goes with us. But you know what? Um, you're doing fantastic for what you're doing.
0: I mean, not logistically, but I mean, we'll get over it's, it. It's—it's—it's it's, it's <laughs> a, it's a
1: tough situation to be in, for sure, cert- for certain. Like that—that that really is. It, it's a tough spot. I mean, I'm having the same problems because, you know, I have a three-hour Friday German class that it was so great to be able to get in there and, like, interact and immerse yeah. yourself. And now it's us on Zoom and half of the kids don't have their mics on. And so... It's been a couple of classes where it's pretty much just been me and one other person talking to the teacher. And listening
0: to like these pre-recorded lectures that they upload on Blackboard. I can't sit in my bedroom or at this table or on my couch for two hours listening to a lecture. Not even with any video. You know, one of my classes is just a voice recording of lecture for two to three hours. And I'm supposed to retain that information it's, it's just so hard to do that like I need to be in the place I need to be looking at the person who's teaching and like listening to people's questions and it's just totally it, ugh, it stinks and like like you said like we were all like oh yeah online school like whatever you have google but then it's like okay but like like I said before this is one of the most important semesters of my education and I want to learn because I want to be a nurse. I'm not just doing this because, yeah. like, I'm majoring in something that I don't really care about. Like, I want to be a nurse, and I want to be good at it. But this is kind of holding me back. <laughs>
1: it's and unfortunately, it's one of those things that like life, like it doesn't doesn't care what we really want. Mm-mm. So I um I was in a conversation about just like the social aspect of everything, um, and. Uh, I was Snapchatting a couple people, and I said something to Meals yeah. that I, like, saved because I was like, wow, like, if this captures how I truly feel about this right now, then, like, I want to, like, be able to, like, put that out there in a different way. So I said, so, like, this is my 11th end of the world. All I did for years was stay at home and isolate myself, and I really enjoyed the idea of that. Now, I would kill for the dunk slam at U-Haul and see people being people again, which is true. Like, uh, I mean... It's the simplest things of being able to just go, go out because you can, yeah. and it's um. And there have been a bunch of celebrities reaching out, you know. Oh, we're all gonna sing "Imagine," and that's gonna that's gonna solve everything. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like I don't believe like Gal I mean, Gadot. They're
0: not saying that's gonna solve everything. I know it's
1: just it's like what just why do anything like like that like I mean it just doesn't. I, I, I
0: get why. I, I, why not? If you're I, famous and you have the platform.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, how about you donate a shit ton of your Marvel money to any one of the people, the hospital or something that are like swamped instead of just getting well, on YouTube. Well, I mean, I'm YouTube. sure they have. I, well, I would much rather have that put out there than listen to people tone deaf sing Imagine by the Beatles by John Lennon. Is it John Lennon or the Beatles? I don't know. I'm John Lennon. A... Okay. Well, John Lennon.
0: They're just bringing awareness. They're trying to connect the is world in this very aware? disconnected, isolating time.
1: You'd be ironic, as if like the the guys who are like, like preparing the bad soup in China are like, what is everybody talking about all the time? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> why do you get so weird about that? It's totally like if you can't laugh at, at something, then it's not you know.
0: I mean, I just don't think this whole thing is funny. Like, it's I not, d- I so. don't think it's funny
1: either. So okay, actually, that's a really good point because the the mentality of the people that I know out there and mine like it's something that you just you you learn. I remember one time we there was like all right, we're supposed to be here by this time. We if we we took too long to to go the way that's not a giant like there was a huge pond, like a nasty swamp pond, like the scum on the top and everything like that. And where we were supposed to be was literally on the banks of the other side. Mm-hmm. And to go around it was probably going to take like an hour and a half. They're like, we have to be there in 10 minutes. And so LT was like, all right, let's go. And we just went straight through the pond. And like, and then it started raining. Like, it was like a cue. For, it was like bright day. It was like a cue from God. And it just like started like pouring on us while we were in this water. Mm-hmm. And I'm 6'4", and it's up to my chest. So like the guys below, like you just see them like they're packs. Lights. And like yeah. their rifles are held as high as they can because they don't want to get them wet and everything. And it started raining, and I just, like, in the middle of it, like, essentially having to help the really short guys, like, through, like, lift them up and, like, to kind of send them away. And I just remember, like, there's a certain point of misery when all you can do, but it's just, like, laugh. Like, this fucking sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that mentality just kind of sticks with me, and I think that's uh, – a lot of the people on the ships and out there and dealing with this stuff and, like, the healthcare workers especially – uh, it it is that humor, that that gets you through these things, um, especially because there's no real reason to laugh when people are dying from a sickness that just came out of no like it seems like almost like intended to fuck up the entire world, because it's so it's so transmittable it's it's ridiculous like it's like every spectrum it's like oh yeah no you're gonna yeah you're getting it, mm-hmm. but like it's the conflict of the world versus the human spirit in my opinion and you know as long as we all can hopefully you know follow the precautions do everything you possibly can to maintain your health but also keep a healthy spirit about stuff and you know if you see any of these corona memes or anything like that like they're not meant to make fun of the situation they're meant to make light of a really bad scenario which some people you know they're very against but at the same time uh, I think a little bit more laughter never really hurt anybody. But on that note, um, again, this is kind of more of a pointed podcast, but we're still here. We're still alive. Um, Aria has been really, really, really good. She's we, we, uh, what did we, t- we took her to Southboro yesterday and let her run in, in her, your grandmother's yard mm-hmm. with a, a pool cover. And Aria learned very quickly that um, she's not faster than water is wet. Um, But now she's sound asleep. So she's been a very good girl. Um, (laughs) The weather's been surprisingly good here. Like Things are are looking up on our end, I think. So we'll be here. um, Again. For at least
0: another month. (laughs) Yeah.
1: um, We'll have a couple of guests, hopefully. I'm going to try and figure out how to um, have people like... Skype in or something like that. Uh, you know, it's it's a learning curve like everything else, but take care of each other and take care of yourself and... Um,
0: Don't be selfish.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you run out of toilet paper, uh, socks can be washed in the washing machine. Just and remember baby that. baby
0: wipes are flushable most of the time.
1: You have to buy them flushable. Well, yeah. Trust me, I, I learned the hard way on that
0: one. But I feel like most of them are flushable nowadays.
1: Actually, you know, there's actually... so. Um, baby wipes is kind of like the way we would shower in the field. Yeah. And so when you get back on the ship,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, you know, you go bathroom, like, oh these baby wipes are because they give you like one ply sandpaper on the yeah. ship. So like like all oh, these baby wipes. So our birthing was located just up op- of straight circumstance right below the commander commanding officer's like state room where mm-hmm. he lived and did everything. And so his toilet was technically connected to our plumbing. And so we got back from one of the things And so many baby wipes that weren't flushable were used in the, in the, in the toilets that they backed up his toilet. Oh my God. With everything from ours. So like, if that doesn't give you a perfect example of, uh, how these ships are and how easy it is to like have something like, you know, but, um, anyway, much love from everybody. Thank you again for the continued supports, uh, I, I can't honestly say from the bottom of my heart how great it is for people who are just, like, so excited when they message me about having listened to it. Uh, it's a great thing. Uh, when I made this podcast, I talked to my friend Charlie um, Charlie uh, Thornton a lot about everything. His new band Radar is actually uh, putting—or his, his band Radar, which is not new, <laughs> is putting out new music soon. Um, I'll get the link for that if anybody's looking for it. I'll try and get it on the bottom of this uh, podcast But he told me, like, everyone's going to want to get involved because everyone wants to do this. But it's just either time or whatever, they don't do it. And I was one of those people. Um, Thank you, everyone who's supporting. Thank you, everybody who's so excited. And uh, thank you, everyone who listened all the way through this. Uh, We're going to definitely have some more fun with the next podcast. (laughs) But uh, for now, this is Pat and Liv saying goodbye.
0: Peace and love.
1: And death kill all.